You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's good to be together this morning. And I want you to know that there's no better place to be than to be in God's presence. No better place. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Is that not what the scripture says? Yes. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you even as we look into the perfect law of liberty. As we look into your word this morning. I ask, oh Father, for the spirit of Revelation, I ask for wisdom, I ask for insight, I ask for foresight, Lord, I ask for transformation, let there be transformation, let every hold of the enemy be broken, hallelujah, let the entrance of your word bring light. Let it give understanding to the simple. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. In 1 Peter chapter 5, I want to read. I want to read from verse 5, although what we want is in verse 8, but let's just read from verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Okay? I know that we live in a generation where submission is being questioned. Hmm? Yeah. It says, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. We live in a generation where humility is seen as a sign of weakness. Did you know that? Yeah. When you're humble, you're seen to be weak. Meanwhile, that is a secret in the kingdom. That's one of the secrets of promotion and elevation. Yeah. Be clothed with humility. It says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The Lord cares for you. Did you know that? Did you know that? Sometimes the devil lies to you and tells you that God doesn't care about you. It's a lie. Is it Satan that cares for you? Who is it that cares for you? Come on, don't listen to those lies. All right. Then verse 8, he says, come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour. Every day he wants to devour. He wants to devour people. He wants to devour your family. He wants to devour your life. 
people used to escape reality. You know, they drink to the point where they're so drunk that they will forget their sorrow for a little while. <laughs> so, <laughs> the enemy gives people things to drink, then they forget that they're supposed to bind him. <laughs> and they forget that he's their enemy. Because a drunk person doesn't know who is the enemy, who is the friend. Everybody is, hey, you know, is, he wants to embrace everybody. Even the one that holds, has a knife and wants to stab him, he's embracing the person. Isn't that strange? But it happens. And that's why you find people, I mean, uh, was the last month a friend was telling me about someone, you no, know, he just went drinking and then I was asking him about the person, he said, no, he got killed. They were having fun together and then somebody brings out a gun and kills him while in a state of drunkenness. You see? Yeah. So, when you are in that state, there's no way you can be vigilant. You see, when you are drunk, you can't be vigilant. You can't be on the lookout. Even when the gun is coming, you think it's a toy gun. And you are, hey, and pull. Pull the trigger. And now he's gone. A wasted life. Young life. Bright future. Wasted. Wasted. So that's what's happening to some people spiritually. I'm telling you. They're so drunk that they can't think straight. Because one of the meanings of the word sober is think straight. You need to think straight. Be sober. Be sober. Nifo. It means to be free of intoxication. To think straight. To be disciplined in your mind. To think clearly. Think clearly. Okay? You need to think clearly. So, when we, when we, as we are faced with life, there is so much that bombards us every day. So, you need to be sober so that you know how to discern. You think clearly about things. And that will help your judgment, your sense of judgment. It will help your judgmental faculties. You can make the right decisions. And get out of trouble or avoid trouble. You would just walk into a trap. You see it and you now, because you are sober, you say, mm, mm, mm. that is a ditch. I'm not going to walk into it. But a drunk will see a ditch and think that, you know, it is something else. And before you know it, he lands inside. And people are laughing. <laughs> he becomes the entertainment of the street. You see, so spiritually, that is some people's reality. You want to be free to think clearly. Think clearly. So he says, be sober, be vigilant. You know, this word vigilant in the Greek is Gregorio, right? Now, this word means to keep awake. Keep awake. So, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, keep awake. 
keep awake. Yeah. Keep awake. Yeah. Why? Because if you don't keep awake, when you are told to keep awake, do you know why you are told to keep awake? Because there is an adversary. So when he combines the word be sober and be vigilant, is a double, double awareness. <laughs> it's an emphasis. Okay? You need to think clearly and then you need to be awake. Because the person that is drunk doesn't think about being awake. He thinks about going to sleep. Oh, and then to wake up with a hangover the next morning. But when you are sober and you are thinking straight, then you, you can now be vigilant. You can look and see what, why, why is this happening? Why is this coming towards me? You can now see the strategies of the enemy clearly. And you will not just go like a lamb led to the slaughter. <laughs> I was watching some funny videos, you know. You know, the Muslims are having their celebration. And then there was this ram that was, was tied. You know, and they're trying to kill this ram. And there is a, a manhole close to that. And as they're trying to kill this thing, the thing just... <laughs> it just escaped. <laughs> And the people, oh, the ram is gone. <laughs> it was so funny. I said, this ram is sober. <laughs> the ram was vigilant. <laughs> yeah, he refused to be devout. <laughs> oh, I said, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that ram is wiser than some Christians. It's, it's sad, but that's the reality. Yeah, there's a devourer out there who wants to devour you. He wants to devour your destiny. He wants to devour your future. He wants to devour your children. He wants to devour your marriage. He wants to devour your business. Yeah, it's real. I'm telling you, the battle is real. The battle is real. There is a contention in the spirit. So we need to, we need to equip ourselves. We need to arm ourselves. Arm ourselves with knowledge. Arm yourself with wisdom. Arm yourself with understanding. And take the weapons of your warfare and begin to fight. Begin to contend with the enemy. But you must do it with soundness of mind. You need to do it with soundness of mind. The enemy has succeeded in the past. Enough is enough. Okay? He came in while we were sleeping. You remember, Jesus said, while men slept, the enemy came in. 
He likes to come when people are sleeping, when people are spiritually unaware. That's when he comes in. When you are sober and you're vigilant, he knows he can't come in. So he goes and he hopes that he can now offer you something to drink. Okay? To lose your sobriety. To lose your sense of vigilance. That's what he wants to do. And the nations of the world, listen to me, the nations of the world today are drinking from the cup of the enemy. And they don't know. And God's people must be wiser. God's people must be sober enough to see and identify. Identify the enemy's drink. You don't want to drink of their wine. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Revelation. Look at Revelation And read chapter 18. <laughs> oh my goodness. It says, verse 1, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. Okay? Having great authority. And the earth was illuminated by, with his glory. Imagine that angel. This angel comes down and the whole earth is illuminated by the glory that was on this angel. And that's to tell you how massive this angel was. Massive, massive. There are different types of angels and there are different classes of angels. Okay? There are some angels that are massive. Massive. I was listening to a testimony of a man of God who was in the presence of God, was in the throne room of God, right? And while he was there, he said there was an angel that was, <laughs> I mean, this angel was struck by the glory of God. He fell, bah, and they would worship and then fall, bah, and then they would rise up again. They're worshiping and, you know, they are in awe. They are shouting, holy, holy, holy. And he saw the father sitting on the throne. It was so massive. And he saw this angel, you know, as he was looking at this angel, this angel looked like a fly or like a mosquito. You know, in his, from where he was, it looked like a mosquito. But when the glory of God hit that angel, he said that angel fell beside him. And when he looked at the angel, he said one wing of the angel, if he opened his wing, it was like the, the, the east coast of America and one on the west coast of America. That's how massive the angel was. So, so and before God, it looked like a fly. <laughs> so that should tell you how massive God is. Isn't, isn't it that the Bible says that he, he, ma he makes heaven his throne and the earth is his footstool? 
So when he sits in heaven and he stretches his leg, it's on the earth. <laughs> Come on. That's your heavenly father. Glory to God. We're not talking about a Mickey Mouse God. This is a massive being. Hallelujah. Oh, when, that's why when he comes down, for him to even come down to Mount Sinai, he has to compress himself. He has to compress himself to come and descend on the mountain. And when he comes up the mountain, the Bible says the mountain was shaking. <laughs> David said, mountain, who caused you? Who told you to flee? The mountain skipping like, like, like rams. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just at his presence. Powerful. So you can imagine when the angel comes down. And comes down with this glory. With this majesty. And the whole earth is lit by the glory of this angel. And yet the glory of this angel is not up to the glory of God. All right. <laughs> and look at verse 2. He cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen. Is fallen. Hallelujah. I declare that Babylon the great is fallen. Babylon is fallen. Babylon is fallen in South Africa. Babylon is falling in your home. Babylon is falling. It's falling, it's falling, it's falling. Babylon is falling. It's falling. They cannot stand. Babylon represents the system of the world. Do you understand me? That's what it symbolizes. The system of the world is falling. The systems of this world that have kept us captive, that have imprisoned us, they are falling. They are falling. The system of the world that have impoverished the masses is falling. Is falling. The systems of the world that have corrupted the nations, they are falling. Hallelujah. The system is so corrupt. So evil. But they are falling. <laughs> it's falling. God is declaring this morning that they are falling. Every system, every system of corruption is falling. In the name of Jesus, we declare it. We bring them down. In the name of Jesus. It's falling. It's falling. It's falling. Hallelujah. Poverty is artificial. It's created by the wickedness of the kings of this world. How can an, a continent be so rich and yet be so poor? Doesn't make sense. So we announce and we declare the judgment of God. Upon the systems of this world. In the name of Jesus. Over Babylon. We declare the judgment of God. The written judgment of God. 
and has captivated people. And, and causing people to die prematurely because of their greed and corruption. The wrath of God is against them. The judgment of God is descending upon them. They're coming down. In the name of Jesus. They're coming down. Their structures, their strategies are going to be dismantled. Hallelujah. Because the kingdom of God is, is here. We announce the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. To destroy Babylon. Yes, Babylon has fallen, has become the dwelling place of demons. Can you see that? It has become, that's the, the, the system of the world has become the dwelling place of demons. That's why there's so much wickedness. That's why there's so much evil. That's why there's so much corruption. And let me tell you, don't be fooled. Corruption is not only in Africa. It's everywhere. Everywhere. As long as it's Babylon, it's corrupt. As long as it's not the kingdom of God, it's corrupt. It's just that some of them know how to hide it. <laughs> yeah, they hide it better. But they're coming down. Hallelujah. They are on coming down. Why? God is descending. Hallelujah. To establish his kingdom on the earth. That's why we pray for his kingdom all the time. We continue to pray, let your kingdom come. As it is in heaven, let it be in our lives. As it is in heaven, let it be in this nation. As it is in heaven, let it be in your family. As it is in heaven, let it be in our communities. As it is in heaven, we're calling heaven to, to manifest. The Lord said, I will plant the heavens. Do it, Do it Lord, in my time. Do it, Lord, in my generation. In the name of Jesus, I want to see heaven come down. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Babylon has become the dwelling place of demons. A prison for every foul spirit. Can you see? Can you see why you cannot sanitize the systems of the world? You cannot. Don't be fooled by the hypocrisies. Babylon is corrupt. Babylon is evil. I'm telling you. But God is on the throne. God is on the throne. And as long as we begin to declare the kingdom of God, and we begin to call the kingdom of God to invade the nations. They are falling. Hallelujah. So when you go out and you see, you see manifestation of Babylon, just say, you are falling. 
I say, Babylon, you Babylon, you are falling. You say, you Babylon, you are falling. Anywhere you go, when you see operation of Babylon, just stretch your hand and say, you are falling. You are falling in the name of Jesus. Babylon is falling. Babylon will not stand. Babylon has been cursed. It will not stand. It's falling. Hallelujah. Yes. It says it's, it's, it's a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Can you see? Those are demons. Those are different types of spirits. They are all trapped in Babylon. Trapped in Babylon. Tell you. But they are coming down. Look at verse 3. Oh my goodness, I love verse 3. Look at it. It says, For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Can you see that? They have drunk. They are intoxicated. They're intoxicated. That is why they're deceiving the masses. The nations have drank from that cup. They've drank from it. And that's why you need to be sober. That's why you need to be vigilant. Not to be caught up. With the wine of Babylon. Drank of the wine. Hmm. Mm. Shoo. Can you see? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. The nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Do you see? Do you see when Babylon is working? It promotes immorality. Promotes greed. Hallelujah. That's Babylon at work. At any cost. Doesn't matter who gets sold. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how painful it is to you. As long as they make profit. The judgment of God is not coming upon them. Telling you, it's falling. They are all coming down. They are all coming down, one after the other. By the voice of the Lord, they will be brought down. Hallelujah! I refuse to drink from the cup of Babylon. Daniel in those days in Babylon would not drink from the cup of Babylon. No wonder. He was so sober. Do you know that Daniel was not the only Jew 
He was not the only Israelite. He was not the only Hebrew in Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, were not, they were not the only Hebrews in Babylon. What happened to the rest? What happened to the rest? Tell me, where, where did you read anything about the rest? They drank from the cup of Babylon. They drank. They got intoxicated. And they got destroyed. They got swallowed up by Babylon. But Daniel and his friends said, no, we're not going to drink from there. We don't want to be enriched by the luxuries of her fornication. <laughs> we don't want to drink from her fornication. We don't want, we don't want it. We refuse it. We reject it. And you know, with time, come on, say with time. They stood out distinctly in the entire nation. The Babylonian Empire was a massive empire. Nations upon nations. Kings were subject to that empire. When Nebuchadnezzar spoke, everywhere, everyone trembled. There was nobody as fierce as that guy. You know, when those guys invade a place, when they go into, when they go and conquer a nation, do you know what they will do? They will take the people, relocate them. <laughs> you know, that's apart from the atrocities they will commit. They will take you, transplant you. Imagine they invade South Africa, God forbid. Amen. And then they move everybody from here. Move everybody to another nation. <laughs> That's what they were doing. And then they'll move other people here. So they, they, they're just playing chess with the nations. Now Babylon is busy. They're not doing it physically, but they're doing it mentally. They're doing mentally to the, to the nations. And that's why you need to be sober. You need to be vigilant. Be careful what you drink. Doesn't matter what, where it's coming from. As long as it is Babylon that is broadcasting, you better be careful. Are you following me? <laughs> oh my Lord. Babylon. The judgment of God has already been announced. Okay? And all the systems of this world are going to be judged. That's why there's so much oppression. It doesn't make sense that in the midst of abundance there's so much lack. What a contradiction. Huh? Have you wondered about it? 
Just travel across this continent and you will weep. You will weep. Yeah. But the people are so drunk that they are celebrating in bondage. Celebrating the same people who impoverished them. And to continue to empower them again. <laughs> I didn't plan to go this direction, but no apologies. Come on. Yeah. Ask your neighbor, what are you drinking? Hmm? What are you drinking? Are you drinking from Babylon? Are you drinking the wine of Babylon? Or are you drinking from the cup of the Lord? Yeah. Amazing. That God is, is he's, he's not happy with, 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 with the nations. I'm telling you. He's not. The pain. The, 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 the affliction. The oppression. It's not okay. And even if the people are not born again, even if they are not saved, God still loves them. So, it doesn't give them the right to treat the masses like that. So, we pray that God will move. Will move in the nations. And begin to dismantle every structure, every system of oppression. Dismantle them in the name of Jesus. And expose all their lying vanities in the name of Jesus. And let God's people wake up and begin to see. Get out of their stupor. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Say, Pastor, are you angry? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Godly anger. Yeah, that's right. Righteous anger. Yeah. Because if there's anybody that is very angry in the Bible, it's God. The most angry person in the Bible is God. That is, anger is not unrighteous. Okay? His anger is godly. He's angry with what the enemy is doing in your life. He's angry with what sin is doing in your life. He's angry with what sickness is doing in your body. He's angry with what the enemy is doing with your mind. When he looks at you because you are the apple of his eye. So when he looks, he, is, he doesn't like it. Some people have this impression about Jesus. Just meek and lowly and mild and kind and going everywhere. Just, you know, stroking people everywhere. That's not the Jesus of the Bible. That's a Jesus you created in your imagination. The Jesus of the Bible got a whip. <laughs> Went into the temple with a whip, with a shambok. Can you imagine? 
In the name of the Lord. What? <laughs> he says, it is written, my, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. You have made it a den of thieves. Get out. And he whips them and chases them out. And when, they, when they went out, then, then the sick came in. The lame. And then he began to heal them. Hallelujah. Yeah. Incredible. Read your Bible with, with, with a sober mind. Don't read it in a drunken state. Okay? Because when you sip from Babylon and then you read the Bible, the way you will interpret it will be different. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, Lord my God. Jesus is Lord. Thank you, thank you. Yes, let's look at uh, Revelation chapter 14. Still looking at Babylon. Hmm? Verse 8, he says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation. 14. Revelation 14. Okay, I'm reading from verse 6, sorry. Revelation 14. I'm reading from verse 6, but going down. Okay. I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation. Hallelujah. <laughs> every nation. Somebody say every nation. Amen. Yes. To every nation, every tribe, every tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come. Are you hearing me? God, the angel is shouting to the earth. He's shouting to every nation. He's shouting to every tribe. He's shouting to every tongue. Fear God. Give him glory. For the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water, the creator. Worship the creator alone. Don't worship any other God. Don't worship money. Hello. Don't worship pleasure. Hello. Don't worship yourself. Don't worship your ancestors. Don't worship saints. Worship God alone. Worship Him. Worship Him. Hallelujah. He says, And another angel followed. <laughs> these angels, these angels, these are the angels of the last days. 
there is some authority, there's some power that God gives to them. And as these angels are released on the earth, and they begin to declare, I'm telling you, things begin to happen on the earth. Things begin to happen on the earth. Hallelujah. So another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen. Come on. <laughs> Again, he's saying, Babylon is fallen. Is fallen. That great city, because she had made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Can you see? Babylon is interested in making you to drink. That is her mission. Her mission is to make you drink of the wine, of her wine, her wine of the wrath of God. So she wants you to drink so that God will be angry with you. He, she wants you to drink so that God will judge you for, for partaking in the wine of Babylon. And, and I say in the name of Jesus, you will not drink of her wine. In the name of Jesus, you will not drink of the wine of Babylon. You will not drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. I refuse to drink it. Oh my goodness. There is the wrath of God that is coming on the nations. And when you look at the way things are going, you know while living in those days, you don't need a prophet to tell you. So that's why we need to be sober. Don't live life as if, you know, there's no, nothing, no one to account to. You, we are all going to give an account. I'm telling you. Because there's a wine you drink that you don't even believe that Jesus will come. Yeah. There is a wine you will drink, okay, from Babylon. There's a wine you will drink from Babylon that you won't even believe that God is real. Yeah. Babylon has a lot of cocktails. But by the time she mixes these things and gives you to drink, you just start thinking strangely. And you start believing strange things that don't even make sense. Yeah. Because Babylon can feed you. And by the time you are intoxicated, You start worshipping another God. Yeah. If Daniel was able to preserve himself, I know you can preserve yourself. Amen. Yeah. God is releasing wisdom in this house. He's releasing discernment in this house. The ability to discern, you will see clearly. You will know. You will identify and you say, no, I'm not going to drink from this. Count me out. I don't care what the promises are. I refuse to drink from Babylon. Time is gone. Father, we thank you. We bless your name this morning. We glorify you.
Lord, I ask that you would help us. Increase our awareness. Increase our ability to be sober. Our ability to be vigilant. Increase our capacity. Lord my God. To avoid the wine of Babylon. In whatever form it comes. Open our eyes to see clearly. Give us the ability, oh God, to identify when Babylon is administering her wine to us. We refuse to drink the wine of her immorality. We refuse to drink the wine of her pride. We refuse to drink the wine of her greed. We refuse to drink the wine, oh Father God, of her idolatries. We refuse to drink whatever it is that Babylon is serving. Lord, we destroy those cups. I destroy them. I release the judgment of God. I announce and release and I declare the judgment of God over Babylon, over the systems of this world, in the name of Jesus. And I declare your kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom be established. Wherever your people are, let your kingdom come there. In the name of Jesus, let your kingdom start manifesting wherever they are. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give us wisdom for this age. Wisdom for this age. We will be wise. We'll be able to discern. We'll be able to see clearly. Help us to be vigilant at all times. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Now, before we go, I want to pray for those, anybody that wants to receive Jesus. You want to receive Jesus into your heart. If you raise your hand, every eye closed. If you raise your hand, I'm going to pray for you. Anybody? Raise your hand. You want to surrender. You want to give, call Jesus into your heart. Say, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord, my Savior. You want to get born again? Or maybe you used to be born again, but you drifted away. And now you're saying, I want a fresh start. If you're that person, just raise your hand. Anybody? Okay, I don't... Okay, there's one hand. Okay, any other person? Any other person? I see that hand. Okay. And also, those of you watching online, you want to give your life to Jesus. I'm going to say a prayer and I want you to repeat that after me. Okay? Repeat that after me. Say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. And I confess with my mouth that he's my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Wash away my sin.
Give me a heart that loves what you love and hates what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, let me pray for you. Father, I pray. Pray for those who are praying this prayer. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus that you do a work in their hearts. Lord my God, I break the power of sin. In the name of Jesus. Lord my God, I declare your kingdom over them. Let your kingdom manifest. I declare, oh Father God, a passion for your presence. A passion, oh God, for your word. A passion, oh Father, for fellowship with you. Lord my God, freedom. I declare freedom from every ancestral power, every ancestral limitation, every ancestral hold, every hold of sin over them, every curse over their lives is revoked right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, I pray for the, the rest of this, uh, for the rest of us. Lord, my God, let it be an outpouring. Outpouring of the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of revelation. Lord, my God, I ask for an outpouring of the spirit of discernment. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, the capacity to discern your voice in the midst of many voices. Let it be developed in them. Give them, oh Father, that ability. Lord, let their spiritual senses be heightened right now in the name of Jesus. Cause them to be aware, more aware of your voice, of your presence, and of your word. Let them be able to distinguish between right and wrong. Sharpen their discerning abilities in the name of Jesus. Let their judgmental faculties receive a boost right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. And Lord, for the nations, we declare, we declare that Babylon has fallen. It's falling. It's falling. Babylon is falling. It's falling. It's falling. Babylon is falling. It's falling. It's falling. Lord God, every hold of Babylon over these ones is broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every grip of Babylon over these ones I command to be broken. To be broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. And I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.